0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette.
1: From Café Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. In 1994, a guy called Jeff Bezos was working in banking when he decided to start his own business, selling books online. Most people thought it was a stupid idea for two reasons. One, nobody wanted to give a complete stranger their credit card number. And two, if you wanted to buy a book, why wouldn't you just go down to the local bookstore? In the face of withering criticism and years of phenomenal financial losses, Bezos persisted with his online shopping idea. Today, his company, Amazon, drives global commerce, and Jeff Bezos is one of the wealthiest people in the world. Following in Bezos' logic-defying footsteps, other entrepreneurs were emboldened to launch startups based on what seemed like crazy ideas. Ideas that turned into Facebook, Uber, Tinder, Tesla, and thousands of others. Some successful, some not. Local business person Laurel Hess has a startup business. It's called Hamper. It's spelled H A M P R. That spelling might remind you of another local startup with a missing vowel, Waiter. The similarity is not insignificant. You can think of Hamper as the waiter of laundry. Hamper is an app that will have someone show up at your house, pick up your dirty laundry, take it back to their house, clean it, and deliver it back to you. Is this a crazy idea that's going to crash and burn, or is it the next big thing that will make Laurel Hess a billionaire? Laurel, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Tracy Paco had a crazy idea too. She made a connection between lonely pets and lonely people. Specifically, pets whose owners needed someone to look after them while owners are away from home and elderly people who are still active but forced to spend long hours alone. In May 2017, Tracy launched her elder people pet care business under the name Paws and Pawpaws. Today, business is booming and like Amazon's progression from selling books to selling everything, the affectionate Pawpaws are part of an expanding doggy care pet service that includes boarding and grooming. Tracy, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Laurel, I mentioned that when Amazon started, critics said it was a crazy idea because no one would give their credit card number to a stranger. When Uber started, critics said no one would get into the car with a stranger. Your business idea, Hamper, is based on handing over your clothes to a stranger. I can see why critics might think people would be hesitant to do that. Is handing over your personal dirty laundry to a stranger, in fact, turning out to be a point of resistance in locked-in hamper? Um,
2: I mean, some people have mentioned that, that they don't feel comfortable with people washing their dirty underwear, but I just say don't put your underwear in the hamper. You know, I mean, it's whatever you feel comfortable with. And I do think the Uber comparison is pretty spot on because I would never have gotten in a car with a stranger if you just told me about it, but it's so mainstream now then I think that hamper will be that way for other people. They'll just not even think about it.
1: And there are plenty of people that drop off their laundry somewhere and have to go and pick it up after it's clean. So this is no different to that. Right, exactly. So what other points of resistance have you met? Um, Some people,
2: they are very particular about their uh, detergent that they use. So we actually designed the hamper to have a pocket where they could actually put their own detergent in the pocket. And that way they don't have to sacrifice the detergent they like. Um, that's been one thing. The other thing is a hang dry, which is very, um, it's a difficult logistically because we're using people who are working from their homes. So they are going to have a ton of people's laundry all over their house drying for 24 hours, which is our turnaround time. So we're actually looking at uh, smaller drying racks that people can have so they can actually do hang drying and then fold it. Because those there. of us
1: that hang dry, especially things like sweaters, we're very particular about <laughs> exactly. this bit must touch the corner right. and it must fold there and it can't do this. Yes. Yeah, that and the consistency, because we're using
2: uh, contractors to do the work, basically. So we have to make sure that everyone's folding the same way, so that, you know, if you get your laundry done by Susie, she does it the same way that Mary does it, you know. So when you get it back, it's what you're expecting.
1: I have more questions. Tracy, Paws and Pawpaws is a kind of sweet and catchy idea that may be offered once a month by a church. Paws and Pawpaws is far from that. Despite the cute name, it's a serious business. One of the great things about being a retired person is the freedom from having to show up at a job every day. But to run a dog care business, the one thing you need, other than dogs, is for people to show up reliably to take care of them. How much of your workforce at Paws and Pawpaws is really Pawpaws?
3: So um, actually none of my workforce are the elderly. Um, the elderly are just a volunteer component that come in that provides some extra love and attention for the dogs. So, so when
1: people drop their dogs off there's actually a qualified person oh, yeah. looking after we're them. We're
3: fully staffed all hours that we're operating so the add-on bonus is for everybody for the papas and for the dogs um, is having that volunteer component that aspect that extra love that extra attention. So our staff may be more concerned with supervision and safety, so they may not have time to coddle your little pup because they're kind of supervising play to make sure everybody's so playing safely. So, popos and
1: mamas can oh, come yeah. along, and they can just like tickle ears and yeah, fall yeah. asleep.
3: And yeah, we have some benches. They kind of we have some that take them for walks because we have a little walking trail. I'm making my like that's cute face. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's been it's really been a. a Fantastic dream that to watch it come alive. So which idea came
1: first? Did you really just want a dog business? And this was a catchy idea
3: No, I really wanted to work with old people and dogs So I, I, I managed an assisted living for a while and I watched a lot of people have to give up their dogs To be able to move in and to lose that companion to lose I mean that might be the only thing you have, you know, that's a constant in your life So to be able to lose that so I really eight or nine years ago told my husband like that's what I want to do old people and dogs and put the two together and just made it work and it's working and it's awesome
1: I love these ideas Laurel your idea comes down to an app what's what goes into an app development because it's easy to have an idea and you know but what has gone into the app development um it's a lot more than I thought it would be
2: (laughs) right out the gate It is not just one app, it's actually two. So we had to make an app that the consumers could use to actually order the laundry service, the pickup and the delivery and how they want the laundry done. And then the other app is what the washers will use to claim orders, pick up orders, optimize our routes. Because the genius of your idea is
1: just like the boys; it has those two things. It means that somebody who's at home with a washing machine could make extra money that day by washing right. somebody's clothes as well as people getting their clothes. It's that double workforce idea and for both of you.
2: That's For us, that was one of the huge satisfying parts of, of Hamper was that these people cannot join the gig economy workforce because they're homebound. It's a lot of retirees, stay-at-home parents, work-at-home parents. Um, people who just work from home in general, and they can't drive an Uber in the middle of the day. They have to be home. So this gives them an opportunity to have an extra income uh, and support their family that way.
1: So what happens if the person doing the laundry, they deliver it back, they like the person, what's to stop them just going, okay, you can do my laundry from now on and we won't go through the app anymore?
2: I mean, that could happen. That's a possibility. But... The communication between them usually happens on the app interface, and we would handle the payment on both sides so the washer wouldn't have to worry, are they going to pay me? Are they going to pay me enough? You know, we collect all that up front, and then it's easier for the washer. And in
1: the end, it's your company that's building the trust. Right. The right. same as, like, poor could right. call and just say, oh, look after your right, dog. Right, like, I
3: can have your dog sitter come. But, you know, there's insurance, there's liability, there's a lot that goes into it. But with your app, Laurel, is the communication share, so is the employees contact information given to the person so they don't no. have it unless they catch you happen to pick it up or drop off they really and so expect. do you just no leave, you
1: actually when you join hamper you actually get physical hampers yes i have one if you want
2: going to see it later <laughs> um yes you get a, a set of four hampers and they're these pop-up hampers that you can also collapse and fold and put away if you're not using them and basically one hamper is one load so you fill that up it all it Make sure it's, you know, not mixed colors or anything. Can we squish it down really, really tight? You can. You can squish it. As long as the top zips, it's going to go in the hamper. I mean, it's going to go in the washer. And then
1: what happens? Do you leave it outside your door? You can leave it anywhere that the
2: washer could access it. So if you had it in your backyard and you told the washer, hey, it's in my backyard, go through the fence, you could do that. You could leave it on the porch. Will this cause
1: a spate of, you know...
2: Lot laundry themes. People ask me that all the time, but nobody wants your dirty laundry. (laughs) I tell people that. Yeah. Yeah. So I equate that to being at the airport and seeing the suitcases go round and round. I mean, nobody's going to take. Somebody could
1: take it, but they don't. Let's talk about competition. Both of you came up with these fantastic ideas. Are there people already doing it in other places? What makes you different?
3: Um, for, I mean there are people that franchises um, some local vets that do daycare boarding and grooming of course. Um, is anyone using? Not the concept that we have um, you know there's some people that you know there is a liability to have elderly people come in and take care of dogs um, and that's why we don't let them take care of dogs we simply allow them to provide some extra love and care but they're not gonna feed your dog they're not gonna medicate your dog um, you know we're not gonna put you with a dog that's 100 pounds that could drag you down to the ground so we do limit some of their activities that they can do, simply for the reason, for safety again, which is a top priority in every aspect of our business. Um, so no, I mean, there's really nobody doing that aspect. And then, you know, just being locally owned, we have a, a little bit more leeway of some of the things that we can allow them to do. And it's- It's, it's a genius yeah, idea. it's a lot of fun.
1: Laurel, there were other people that offer pickup services and delivery for laundry, is there anyone doing what you're doing?
2: Not the way that we're doing it. Um, There are services that exist that do on-demand laundry, but they are either tied to a physical location and they can't scale as fast as we can, or they are using existing relationships with laundromats and dry cleaners, so they can't scale as quickly.
1: So putting together the people who can do the laundry and the people, that's a unique thing. Talking about scaling, are you both planning to go
3: national or international? I don't know if we'll go national. I mean, probably maybe expand locally than regional. I mean, we have a lot of interest in what we do in the New Orleans market because that's where I'm from. So a lot of people, I mean, I've had people drive from there to here to board their dogs. Um, So we have some interest there and it's not something that we're opposed to.
1: But your, your mind isn't, let's franchise this and make this a thing that happens everywhere.
3: I just not right now if you ask my husband he'll give you a different answer probably um but not right now you know there's a lot to watch it grow appropriately to not let it get out of control to not let it to lose focus of what we're doing you know like you, sometimes you get into franchising and a lot of it is paying your franchise fees and making it becomes money. about the
1: business not about the dogs right. and, the and my concept
3: is not for that that's not why i'm here
1: You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Tracy Paco from Paws and Pawpaws and Laurel Hess from Hamper. Laurel, you're launching. How do you know someone else isn't doing this exact thing? we don't. Okay. They very well could be. Um, we it's it's kind of a race
2: at this point. So first to market, first to mine. So we are really aggressive in trying to get out as quickly as possible so that we can take over market share and we have a really aggressive growth plan that will get us through probably four cities through the end of the year. Tell us about tell us about the plan. How do we how
1: do people learn about
2: this? So Initially, we're going to have a big push on uh, social media, but we have a lot of influencers lined up locally that we plan to give memberships to to use the service and talk about it. Um, Tracy's one of them. <laughs> so. Um, that's the first push is just getting it out there using a lot of PR in a traditional sense and then just scaling really fast um, we can go into a new city turn on the marketing recruit washers and be up and running within like three months um, and then that time period will shorten as we yeah. what, keep we're all used distance. to
1: app launches now having funding and things did you go through a round of funding do you have other investors I am
2: super lucky because my I have two co-founders um, one of which is a local entrepreneur and the other is the uh, one of the original co-founders of so we have been able to do a lot of internal funding. Um, our seed round was basically us. And we'll probably move to another round um, after we do a core. Are the you planning to catch
1: up with Waiter?
2: Um, I think we're actually going to probably scale a little quicker than Waiter because we don't have to make existing relationships with restaurants and have city managers and things yeah, like that. Yeah, because they
1: have that third party in the middle which you don't have. Right,
2: we don't have that. So we're actually able to grow a lot faster.
1: Tracy, in my research, I read something that fascinated me. As a kid, you were scared of dogs.
3: Terrified. Absolutely terrified. I, uh, my, We got a family dog, and I would stand on the kitchen counters while my siblings played with it, so it didn't touch me. And, and it, was that- it was a cockapoo. It was a 20-pound cockapoo. Cockapoos can't even do anything. They're they're smushy dogs. How do you
1: get from there to loving dogs?
3: You know, I really, I mean, Buffy was his name. He lived to be 18. Um, and, I mean, he really was a turning point for me and my love for animals and my compassion. I mean, he taught me so much about dogs and just love. And he was there, you know, like, throughout high school for me. And, I mean, the world changed for me with him. Um, so, yeah, terrified, absolutely terrified, and then to make matters worse, I married a guy that said we would never have dogs. And then here we are. I have two that live with me, and then I have a business where I get my fill all day long.
1: My husband was a cat man when he married me.
3: Yeah, my husband's like, every place I go, that every house I go to that has dogs smells like dogs, and now, I'm like, y'all, like the relationship he has with our dogs is outrageous, I'm like, y'all are ridiculous.
1: And you guys both know each other, you also write for the Lafayette Mums blog? Um, how did that start? What do you write
3: about, just being a mom? Different topics. Like today, I had one about uh, Costco travel. Booking a trip on Costco travel, taking a chance. Uh, I write a lot about adoption. I have a little boy that we adopted. So um, I became a mom in tra- an untraditional way. So I write a lot about um, adoption topics, just our experience with that. And then I know Laurel writes a good bit about yeah, funny things. A
2: lot of minor humorous. <laughs> if you see seen anonymous... Posted be because <laughs> a lot of mine I don't. I'm a little real, um, but I think it started in October of 2017. Is that right? Do you remember? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a it, year. The people yeah. who started New Orleans Moms Blog came into Lafayette and started recruiting writers. Have you have
1: time to run businesses, have children, and write extra things? For we just don't
3: sleep. Yeah, we never. Sleep. <laughs> I mean, we just.
2: We just don't sleep. I mean, it is probably the one thing I wouldn't give up out of everything I have to do. I love, even though we have to do two blogs a month and it's a commitment. We have such a tight mom tribe from it and we do stuff together and we support each other. And I just can't imagine not being a part of it. Yeah, I mean,
3: I have a, you know, I mean, I have a lot of questions about being a mom. Just things that I just don't know because I missed four, my little boy was four when I adopted him. So I missed like four years of growth and understanding and. So having the network, having the moms that have been there, you know, it's really, it's, it's made being a mom a lot easier for me. Laura and Tracy,
1: this is part of the show we call Your Brother-in-Law. You're at a family birthday party for your cousin's second wife's nephew when your brother-in-law sits down beside you. He's got some business advice for you. Laurel, your brother-in-law says he doesn't mind doing his own laundry. What he really hates is ironing, especially his shirts. If someone could show up, take his shirts, bring them back ironed, he'd be happy to pay for that. And he bets he's not the only one. Your brother-in-law says you should start an app called Iron Up. And he guarantees you'll make a fortune. What do you tell him? Oh my God, do you know my brother in law? Because this happened. (laughs) Actually,
2: a lot of drug cleaners do that already. They'll pick up your shirts and press them and deliver them. So um, right now we
1: don't see that hole in the market, but it is something that we could add on later on. I was going to say it would be an
3: add-on it. service. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do a lot of people come up now, now they know you've got an app, and suggest those, you should do this, you should do
2: that. Or I have an idea for this or that, and it's like, I'm I'm doing this app, I'm not interested in another one right like, now. The idea is the easy bit. It's but, That's right. Right, yeah. And I think people don't realize that. It's like, the idea is one thing, and I remember... We went to lunch with Chris Moe when we first had this idea, just to run it by him to say, you Chris Moe's the guy
1: who started Waiter. He started Waiter.
2: Does yeah. this have legs? And he looks at me and he goes, okay, it's a great idea. You can do it. Like, you can do it. Right. And I will advise. But he did not. It was like, I've been there, done that. And now that I'm in it, I can totally understand that.
1: <laughs> so do you tell people their ideas are good just to get rid of them when they come to you with them? or? Um, It depends. If it's
2: really not a good idea, I'll let them know why. I think it's not a good idea, and I'll poke holes in it a little bit just to get them thinking a little bit more. But if it is a good idea, I'll say, OK, here's what you need to do next and give them five or six action items. And if they're serious, they'll do they'll
1: them. Do them yeah. So and when you had the idea, you didn't go straight to Chris Moe. Who, no. who did you tell? Did you talk to your husband, your, your family? And did they think it was a good idea immediately?
2: Um, I don't remember telling my husband. But we work together, so it's possible. I, I brought it up at a partner meeting um, with my partners on a Monday morning, and my co-founder, Spencer, ju- kind of jumped on it, and he, we just started going back and forth, and that's kind of how it got vetted, and then we went to Chris after that. So I don't think I told my family until after we talked to Chris.
1: <laughs> JC, your brother-in-law says he's got one word for you. Florida. There are more pawpaws in Florida than anywhere. You need to start up pawpaws, paws and pawpaws in Miami before someone else steals your idea. In fact, your brother-in-law says if you bankroll him, he's prepared to quit his job at Petco, move to Miami, and start up the company there. What do you tell your brother-in-law? Are you ready to
3: expand to Florida? I am not. He is right. There are a lot of papas there, but those papas are retired typically wealthy so they stay home with their dogs and hang out with their dogs bring them to the park bring them to the beach unlike where we are where a lot of people are still working so they need a place for their dogs to go during the day so it's a different demogra- completely different demographic the need in miami florida is probably not consistent with us working class in lafayette
1: so where do you find your papas and your mamas we can't um, them.
3: just we had Susie. I have to give a shout out to Susie. Susie's been with me since I was under construction. She just passed by one day and didn't didn't quit. And Susie comes twice a week. And they just wander in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we get a lot. You know, we get some referrals. Um, actually, I had a lady that applied to be a volunteer and then ended up being an employee. So she works two days a week for me, um, and she does kennel cleaning. So she cleans our kennels two days a week. So um, really, it's just word of mouth. I, you know, I worked in the I worked in the healthcare industry with a lot of um, rehab. Type facilities and things. So, a lot of them will send referrals our way, like, hey, I have somebody that just needs somewhere to hang out or doesn't have a reason to get up in the morning and went through a hip break or a knee injury, and we're having trouble motivating them. Can they come? And the thing is with us is. The answer is yes. You can come. You don't have to commit to a schedule. You don't have to. You can come for thirty minutes. I have a lady that pops in thirty minutes, like, hey, I just see my fill, comes in thirty minutes, loves on a few, and then leaves. How old
1: do you have to be just to pop in and pet a dog? I
3: mean, we don't technically have an age. So if you want to stop by, so any, anyway,
1: we could literally. I mean, I have dogs at home that that need ear tickling, but I could stop by and tickle some ears. Yeah,
3: sure. We, I mean, we do have a volunteer application with a little waiver, just you know, because that's the nature of the business. Um, but outside of that yeah sure stop in love them and look they the dogs love it just as much as you would love it so it's mutually beneficial and I love it like when my old people come in I mean I enjoy talking to them interacting with them knowing about their kids their grandkids what they're doing this weekend I mean Susie comes in we'll talk about our birthdays are both in January so where we're going to dinner or if we try to restaurant so I mean I get my old people interaction which is one thing that I love so it's it's so, are all your around.
1: dogs there with you all the time, or are your dogs at home while you're looking so after the dogs? So,
3: my oldest dog, um, <laughs> it's a great name. She, yeah, she, uh, she had some bad boarding experiences before we were open, so um, bringing her to work with me is a little PTSD for her. So she stays home, and then my boy dog that I got after we opened, his name is Paws. It was Paws in the shelter, so meant to be. Um, he fell in love with his sister, Chapatulis so. When we separate them, like he'll come to work with me, he'll board, I pause, and everything. But when he leaves his sister, he gets really sad. he almost likes her more than me, and that makes me sad so I mean, he used to come every single day, and then, like, the closer they got, the more hesitant he became. Like, I really just want to be with my sister all day. And if I leave, like, if I take one with me and not the other one, they come home, they, like, kiss and smell. I mean, it's the sweetest thing.
1: Laurel, you mentioned working with your husband. You have another company. You actually have a marketing company called Rally Marketing. What advantage was having that background to launch an app? Um, It definitely helps in terms of marketing the app. And, and having
2: that graphic designer to actually design the app and all of the collateral pieces that we need. So we kind of have a leg up. we got the website up really fast, socials up really quickly. I mean, we have the team already in-house. It's kind of like having a marketing department already built in.
1: So if someone out there's got an idea for an app and they're convinced it's good, do they immediately have to go and find that marketing team that you already had? Would... I don't think it needs to happen right away. I mean, in
2: learning how Waiter got started because they didn't have a, a marketing team right out the gate, They hired a, I want to say it was a college student, to do the logo, and they offered him equity or money, and he took the money. He took money, yes. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) We've all heard that story. Yes. uh, So what's next? Are you going to run these companies, both of you, or are you going to move on to the next idea because you're idea thinkers? So is it let's do the next idea or let's expand this one? What
3: happens? I mean, for me, for the foreseeable 10-year plan, I... I'm running my company. I mean, I'm, I'm there every day. Even on weekends, I'm there. Um, I don't see myself not being there. Um, I mean, I do... Have, let me say, I have a really great team. I have an operations assistant that's there when I'm not so there. So you get to take
1: vacations? So I
3: can, yeah, not when you take vacation. I have to take vacations when everybody else isn't taking... Like, Mardi Gras, I'm an off-season kind of girl because I'm taking care of your dog when you're taking your vacation. Um, so, I mean, I can leave. I just... I enjoy knowing my clients. I enjoy knowing the dogs. I enjoy seeing people come and go. So maybe in 10 years, I could see myself venturing to somewhere else. But when someone comes
1: to you and they want to volunteer, let's, you know, I know you have qualified workers as well. They want to, do you, do you kind of, obviously they're going to like dogs. Do you test the dogs that you have to make sure they like being around people?
3: Well, I mean, yes. We have, Number one, your dog doesn't have to, even to come to Paws and Pawpaws, your dog doesn't have to like other dogs, but your dog has to like us. We have to be able to care for your dog. We have to be able to feed your dog. We have to be able to let it in and out. We have to be able to leash it. So, yeah, number one priority is, look, your dog doesn't have to be a dog person. It has to be a people person. Interesting.
1: Laurel, what's next? Is this an idea that you'll, you'll sell? Will you be on Shark Tank, get in extra money and sell in, and then move on to the next idea? Or is this something that really you want I, to build
2: I am an accidental entrepreneur I never wanted to own my own business I never thought envisioned myself that way um, so I imagine I'm going to ride this wave for a little while and see we do have an exit plan as far as you know what we see happening in the future um, but I'm, I'm probably with Hamper and Rally How per- long did
1: you have the idea before you said it out loud to anybody else? Uh, like probably a year A year? A
2: year I sat on it for a while because I would just get angry at laundry and then I would, I would just kind of get over it and be like, this is life, just get over it. And then I just, I came back from a business trip and I got really angry. And that's when the idea became fully formed. If only someone could just show up and... Yes. It's like, if, if my friend
1: who stays at home could just do my laundry... And that's kind of how it started. Hindsight is 2020. Prediction is a little bit more difficult. Will Hamper turn out to be the Uber of laundry? Is poor and poor paws the kind of business model that can become a template for successfully engaging in an increasingly large aging but healthy workforce? Time will tell. Laurel and Tracy, we look forward to keeping up with both of you and wishing you the best of luck for your continued success. Thank you for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Laurel Hess, creator of Hamper, and Tracy Paco, owner of Paw & Poor Paws. You can find out more about Laurel's Laundry and Tracy's Dogs by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morel. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsacadiana.com and on our It's Acadiana Facebook page. These photos were taken by Lucius A. Fontenot. You can find out more about Lucius at LAS photo.com you can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts including spotify and you can find all of our podcasts at itsacadiana.com you can keep up with us on twitter facebook and instagram and you'll find those links on our website itsacadiana.com out to lunch is a production of ino broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and krvs 88.7 fm I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch.
0: Out to Lunch at Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Destin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Cali's Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.